1 Thessalonians 5, 18. I'll be reading out of the English Standard this morning. This is what it says. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would add your anointing to the word today, that you would speak to every heart and every mind, and that we would leave here different than how we walked in. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Just one verse of Scripture this morning, but it is a very powerful verse of Scripture. And uh, I think it's one that, uh, you know, we oftentimes like to use the idea of giving thanks and gratitude as, as sort of a, almost like a vice for dealing with difficult times. You know, everybody says, well, when you're going through a hard time, just think about all you have to be grateful for and focus on those things and, and let that change your attitude and your mind. And we're going to talk about that too, but I don't want us to also forget that it's all circumstances. But when we talk about it only in that light, all we're doing is thinking about the bad circumstances. And I think a lot of times we don't even think about trying to be thankful in the good times. We take a lot for granted when everything is going well. And it's when the negative things happen that we decide we can dig in and find something to be thankful for to get through those difficult times. But, but I wonder why that is. Why is it that we neglect to give God thanks and praise that he is due in all circumstances instead of just in, in all circumstances, but instead we give it just when we're going through something rough and we need a mechanism to get through that. See, we'll use it as a vice to get through the bad times, but in reality it should be a praise to celebrate the good times. You know, this past week I was convicted of this because, uh, you know, it's just, it's always this time of year that things just don't go right. Does anybody else feel that way? Like this time of year, you, once you get through October, it's like you enter into the holiday season and there's all these little nagging things that pop up. Sometimes it's, it's big things. A lot of times it's just little things. And it's like death by a thousand cuts. And it's just little, little tiny irritating things. And so this past week, uh, Mackenzie and her mother went and took Ellie and they were going to go on a little shopping trip and uh, just have some girl time together and I'm at home, and I'm, I'm putting gas in my car. I'm getting ready to go do my thing for the evening. And next thing I know, my phone's ringing, and I knew in my gut, I knew in my gut when I pulled out of the house that something was going to just be a little bit off this evening. I'm like, something's telling me that the, the evening's not going to go as planned. Well, my phone rings, and Mackenzie goes, hey, uh, I'm really sorry, but I have a flat tire. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And the funny thing is, her tire jack is currently holding up our bed frame because it's an old, old bed frame, and it just, I, I sat down on the bed the other day, and it just, and so she doesn't even have the car jack in the car, and I thought to myself as I was making this uh, redneck repair, if you will, that I'm going to take this out of her car, and I'm going to use it, and we're going to need it. And lo and behold, a few days later, it is, it is needed. And so I'm just like, this, you got to be kidding me right now. And on top of that, we just put new tires on that car because we had the same issue, but it was a double flat the last time uh, just a few months ago. I'm like, these are brand new tires, barely even been driven on over the course of a couple months, and now we got to fix another one. 
And I'm like, you've just got to be... And she doesn't even have the tire jack. Thankfully, I was not with them in the same vehicle, and I was able to drive my car to meet them at the Meyer parking lot in Ontario and change the tire and get everybody home safely. But during all of this, I said, something just told me things were just not going to go as planned this evening. And I wanted to complain with everything in me. I was so annoyed. I was so frustrated. I, I was so irritated. And in that moment, the Lord said, just be thankful. So I began to say, you know what? I'm thankful that we have two cars. I'm thankful that I'm able to drive the other one to go get her and, and save the day. I'm thankful I know how to change a flat tire. And I just begin to list things off. I'm thankful that it wasn't a blowout on the highway and something horrible happened. I'm, 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 I'm just trying to go through everything and think of all the things to be thankful for, to change my perspective on all of this, and to just, be, just to minimize the irritation that I was feeling. But it was in that moment that the Lord convicted me and said, why aren't, why aren't you this thankful during the other times when everything's going well? And it hit me like a ton of bricks and convicted me so heavy that we take everything that we have for granted when everything is going well. We take so much for granted in the moment when the tires are all full of air. We take those tires for granted, and then one gets flat, and now we got to dig deep to be thankful. I'm not saying thankfulness would always change your circumstances ahead of time, but I wonder if our attitude for everything would just generally be better if we just walked around with an attitude of gratitude. I did not plan to rhyme that. It just worked out that way. But I want us to really think about this today because it's our attitude of gratitude that really sets a tone for our lives. We would be so much more content and so much more better off if we were just grateful all the time. But you see, we, we take everything that we have for granted. Even during good times, especially during good times, we take it for granted. And, and then we find ourselves being unsatisfied even when everything's going well. We will complain about the flat tire or we'll complain about the size of the car instead of just being grateful for the car. We'll, be, we'll, be, we'll complain about the size of the house instead of just being grateful for the house. We'll, be, we'll complain about uh, uh, all, all, just everything. We'll, we'll complain about the job. We'll complain about uh, the, the, the you fill in the blank for yourself of things that you complain about. And I could sit here and probably tell you a reason you should be grateful for it. There is tons to complain about. Some of us left Thanksgiving dinner complaining about our own family members. Somebody's guilty back there. Some of us did, how in the world did I find myself in this family? How in the world did I get mixed up in all of this? But you should be grateful because your life might be kind of boring without all the mess and craziness. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so funny to me how much we take for granted. Instead, instead, we should be worshiping and praising God for all of these things all the time. 
He says to give thanks in all circumstances. But we, we have taken what is supposed to be something that is all year round, something that is just a way of life, and have reserved it for the, the a Thursday in November, and maybe even that week if you get to celebrate a thousand Thanksgivings in a week and eat lots more food. We reserve it for just a couple of days a year, and then we also just reserve it when we're struggling to get through something, and we need a vice or a method of, of coping and dealing with it, instead of just walking around giving God praise every day for what we have. It's amazing to me, but I am guilty as charged in this circumstance, because I have myself taken so much for granted in my life, and I realized that this past week, and our flat tire adventure. That, wow, I, I should just be grateful we have the car to begin with and realize that flat tires happen. There, there are things that just happen in life that we blow so far out of proportion that maybe would not be so far out of proportion if we were just thankful all the time. But when we take things for granted, we just set ourselves up for great disappointment. But when we live with gratitude, when we live with thanksgiving in our heart, we don't take anything for granted. When we live being thankful for those family members that we have, when we, when we live every moment with gratitude, we don't miss out on making memories with those family members while they're with us. Because we're just thankful to be with them and we want to take in everything we can get. We don't, we don't get as grumpy when the flat tire happens because we're just grateful we had the car and nobody got hurt. The gratitude is such a powerful thing. It's not just a cute little holiday that we celebrate. It's, it's a powerful life principle. And if you go through the Bible, you will see over and over again, give thanks, give thanks, be thankful in all circumstances, give God praise for this. Like it's, it's so important. And it even says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that this is God's will for us to be thankful and to give thanks in all circumstances. And it, it's not his will for us just because he wants us to thank him all the time. It's his will for us because he understands the power of giving thanks. He understands that it unlocks so much joy and peace and contentment in our life when we would just be thankful for things. But yet we neglect the power of it. Because let's be real, we live in a country where things are pretty easy compared to the rest of the world. We don't have missiles raining down on us on a daily basis. If we're hungry, we can go pretty much down any street and find something to eat and it not be something out of a dumpster. Now, I get there are still people in the country, in this country, that still have to live that way right now. But the reality of it is at least they're still eating we don't have to worry about being drug off to prison because we're meeting together to worship our God and Savior. And we take that for granted. It's amazing what life would look like. It's for our benefit that we are thankful, that we live a life of thanksgiving. It changes our perspective on life. It gives contentment because our perspective is changed. If you view everything through a lens of gratitude 
it is very difficult, very difficult to be anxious and depressed, to be upset. Now, I'm not saying you won't be, I'm, but I'm saying it, it just gives you a new outlook on life. When sometimes, and I, we're just such a discontent people. We'll look at our house and be like, we, we get a brand new house. If you buy a new house, I'm going to use this as an example. You buy a brand new house, at first you're in love with it. You think it's the greatest thing ever. You are so thankful for it. But as time goes by, all of a sudden we're discontent with it. And it, sometimes it doesn't take long. Like, oh, I don't, I don't like the flooring in here anymore. Got to change it. I, I don't like the, the color of the walls. We got to paint it. I don't, I don't like the size of it, so we're going to knock out a wall and expand it. And I'm not saying there, there's anything wrong with doing those things. Some of those things are just good to take care of it. But what I'm saying is, is just that that is a mentality that we carry today, that we always got to have more. We, we always have to have better. We always have to have more. And, and it's not like we're, we're pursuing more holiness, more, more uh, godliness. In our life. It's a lot of times we're pursuing material things to satisfy something that only God can satisfy. And we just we have to have to have more, have to have more, and then we get depressed because our house isn't as big as their house, or or we don't have the Christmas tree that they have, or we don't we don't have the inflatable Santa Claus that is as big as theirs, and we don't have we don't have as much of this or as much of that, and and we 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 get so wrapped up in all of that, and we just forget to say thank you, Lord, for what you've blessed me with, and we are always obsessed with having more, 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 and we go from a time of Thanksgiving right into black. Friday, and I'm grateful that they've kind of changed things because there was time, there was a time for a little bit there where Black Friday would start at like five o'clock on Thanksgiving Day, and it like we couldn't even get done with dinner. Some people hadn't even eaten Thanksgiving dinner yet, and they're already fighting people at Best Buy and Walmart, trampling each other to get a TV that they really don't even need. But because it's on sale, I gotta I gotta get myself an assault charge so I can have a bigger TV. But that, that's the world we live in. We go to these great lengths to satisfy this emptiness that many of us feel inside. And if we would just be thankful, you would maybe realize, you know, I don't need that TV after all. I don't, I don't need this or that, and I can be happy with what I have. And I, and I find that when we begin to be thankful for what we have, it's almost like sometimes the doors just begin to open for more. Because when you're thankful for what you have, you are a good steward of what you have. And there is a biblical principle of stewardship that when you are faithful with little, God will make you ruler over much. And you see, we talk about the stewardship mentality when it comes to times for offering. But the reality of it is everything that you have in your life has been given to you by God. You may have worked hard, but he gave you the work ethic. You, you may have spent 40 years at a company working your way up the chain, but he gave you favor. He gave you the wisdom. He gave you the, the, the diligent hands. He gave you everything to achieve that, and we think it's all ours. 
But what I've learned is, is that those principles of where you have worked 40 years in a company and worked your way up into wherever you did to get what you have today, it was because you started out being faithful with little and God granted you more. He said, I can trust you to be faithful with this. I'm going to give you this and see how faithful you are then. And I've learned that sometimes it all goes back to the root of gratitude to where if we would be grateful, we would be a good steward. It's when we take things for granted that we become bad stewards. And I will use Black Friday as an example again. Think of all the money that people spend that they really don't need to spend just to find a little bit of happiness in their life for a season. And then by next year, they need something else. By the next sale, they're out there shopping again. And it's not the greatest stewardship many times. But if we would be grateful and operate with gratitude in our hearts, we would find so much more being unlocked for us in our life. Thanksgiving is a key that unlocks many doors. And I know also I mentioned it at the beginning, but I I know this, this season of Thanksgiving for many can be difficult. Some of us have family members that are no longer with us that we were so used to celebrating with, and it's, it's, it's an ache in our hearts to some extent because we miss them. But if, if, I, if I would be willing to ask about conversations you had about that person maybe at dinner, I think many of us would say that we reflected on all the good times we had and maybe even shared stories of the laughter shared stories of all the memories of great times that you may have had together as you sat around that table. It may have started with tears, but I I would be willing to argue that for at least some of us, it turned into laughter by the time was over. And if it was still tears, it was tears of joy and happiness in reminiscing that person that there are there are some of us who have just gone through some hardships this year and when you sat down around that table no matter what your hardship may have been i would be willing i would be willing to go as far as to say that in those moments of thankfulness you found some joy and some peace and you got through the hard times during that meal and now this weekend, it may still be suppressed, but I, I, if you are in a hard season of life, I would be willing to bet, if I was a gambling man, that this coming week is the season transitions that you might start feeling the pain and the ache again. And like I mentioned earlier, Thanksgiving is a great, great method to deal with difficult times because, again, it changes our perspective of the circumstance. It makes us content. It reminds us of the good and the joy and the peace and, the, and all of the wonderful things that God can bring to our lives. We remember the good times and the good memories that we had with that family member, and it brings us joy again. And, it, and whether you consciously realize it or not, those memories come from a place of gratitude and thanksgiving. You are expressing the gratitude for that moment that you had with that person. You are expressing gratitude for the laughter you shared. And it may not, you may not verbally say, I'm thankful for that, but in your heart, that memory is, is serving you well in giving thanks. And it is such a great 
tool for us to use to get through those hard times. And I know that many of the circumstances we face in life may not be circumstances in and of themselves that we want to say, hey, I'm glad you let this happen to me, Lord. I'm glad that this is part of life on earth. But in those circumstances, you can find something to be thankful for. It may not be the circumstance itself, but in the midst of a loss of a loved one, it's hard to be thankful for losing a loved one. But if we would be thankful for the time that we had with them in that circumstance, we can navigate those waters. Thanksgiving is a powerful, powerful thing that we neglect so much. So much. If we go to other areas of the world where they have almost nothing, a lot of times you see still plenty of joy and happiness within whatever corner of the world that might be in. And it's because they are just grateful for what they have. They don't even know what they're missing out on or what we think they're missing out on because they're just grateful for what they have around them. And if we would have this attitude when we deal with difficult circumstances, we have the ability to navigate through them. And when we come out on the other side, we cannot take those things for granted and we should maintain a heart of gratitude for life and all the good things of God in all circumstances. I know you might be saying today, well, I I really don't even know what to be thankful for. Let me give you uh, three things here. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5 says this, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Why? For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. He gives us three reasons why we should be thankful. Number one, the Lord is good. He is morally perfect always makes the right decision. He always leads us in the right way, always does the right thing. Even though we may not always think it's the right thing, it's always the right thing. Because we serve a God who knows the beginning from the end. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He, he sees our life in one whole snapshot, whereas we see our life broken down into moments, hours, days, weeks, months, years. And we can only really view the present and the past, whereas he can see everything in the future. And he can see thou, how, now, how things now in the present will shape things in the future. And he will set us up for a good thing that may not feel good. But I I am somebody who can look back on my life and see things that were painful to walk through, things that hurt and broke my heart, and things that were very difficult to navigate. But now I can look back and say, I thank God for that thing, and it was a good thing for my life because I wouldn't be where I am today without that thing happening, without that person doing what they did, without this circumstance. I would have went the wrong direction. But the Lord had guided me through it, and he was good to me, and he still will be good in the future. We can have that faith and that understanding that we serve a good God who has good things for us in our life. They don't always feel good, but they are good. They will all work for our good. But there are moments that hurt. There are moments that are painful. But in those moments, there are, there is, 
one of those three things we can give thanks for is that we serve a good God and we can say, Lord, I know that you are good. I trust your goodness to work for my good, and I thank you for it. If we begin to just thank God for his goodness, our perspective begins to shift, and we don't focus on the bad feeling that we are experiencing in the season of life, but rather we focus on his goodness, and we begin to just start thinking about how, through that change of perspective, God could lead us through it. And the more life you live, the more you can look back and see God's goodness in your life. Especially if you've been serving the Lord for a long time, it becomes easier to see God in those circumstances. And we can see that he is good, and we can be thankful to him for his goodness in the present and in the past, and because of that, we can already thank him in advance for his goodness in the future. The second reason we have to praise him today is his steadfast love endures forever. If you study the Hebrew on that, it is is explaining to us with steadfast love. It is not just love, but it is a merciful love. Meaning that even when we make bad decisions, even when we sin and we, we disobey God, he is always there to show us graciousness, a love that none of us deserve gives us favor that we don't really deserve, bails us out of jail when we need bailed out of jail. He gets us out of our own messes and does not treat us as our sins deserve. So if you need a second reason to be thankful today, it is that you are still here today and the grace of God has saved you from experiencing messes that you probably deserve to experience, all things considered, and if we're going to be honest about our life. There are consequences for actions, but I believe that for some of us in here today, if we're going to be honest, we didn't get the full force of the consequences that we could have gotten. We didn't experience the full punishment for our actions. We didn't experience the full the fullness of what we could have experienced. And if you look back on it, you could probably look at a circumstance in your life and be like, that could have been a lot worse than what it was. And we can give thanks because of that. His mercy is so good to us. And we can be thankful for that today. The third thing we can be thankful for is that he is faithful to all generations, meaning Uh, He has a faithfulness that is always honest in the Hebrew. I'm not even going to try to pronounce these words. But it explains to us a faithfulness that is always honest. In other words, he keeps his promises to us. That when God has promised something, he will do it. He's not a man that he should lie. He does not change his mind. And when God says he's going to do something, he does it. If he says he's going to heal, he will heal. If he says he's going to deliver, he'll deliver. If he says this too shall pass, then this too shall pass. And I think especially in the midst of a hard time, it's good to remember his faithfulness. Especially this too shall pass. That weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That is a promise. And when God gives us a promise, he sees it through to completion. 
He does not abandon us. His faithfulness means he sticks right alongside of us. He, he is like the fourth man in the fire that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego experienced. No matter how hot it is, no matter how miserable it could be, he is right there in the midst of the flames and the fiery furnace with us. He does not leave us nor forsake us. When, the, when the, he had a hundred sheep and one went missing, he ran off and found it. That is how faithful God is to his flock to his sheep, to us. If we need something to be thankful for today, we can be thankful today that he is good, he loves us, mercifully loves us, and he is faithful to the end of time. No matter what we are experiencing, and this this season may have been a season full of joy and laughter and pumpkin pie and turkey and nothing was wrong in the world and everything was great and wonderful, or maybe the season was full of flat tire adventures and uh, heartache and heartbrokenness and, and, and difficult circumstances and challenges of life, but either way, we serve a God who is good, who loves us for all of eternity and is faithful to the end. And those are things that we can, whether on the mountaintop or in the valley today, we can be thankful for. And let's not let thanksgiving be just a vice to navigate difficult times, but when we enter his gates, let it be with thanksgiving and praise. Let thanksgiving be a foundation of our praise. Sometimes we don't even know how to worship. Just tell him thank you. And be specific in what you're thanking him for, and you'll be surprised at how quick that turns into gratitude and praise. Let's never lose a spirit of gratitude and thanksgiving. Will you bow your heads with me today?